Welcome to the MacGyver Report Extra. I'm Ola Lasowski, and I'm joined today by Representative John Mako, who is the chairman of the Committee on Ways and Means, which has been doing some exciting work on tax reform over the last few months. Representative, yep. welcome. Good morning, Ola. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Now, just jumping right into it, tell us about the work that the committee has been doing. Yeah, so just kind of a little bit, bit of a background. So I, I, I come from a business background, and um, I, you know, people say, well, you must have always wanted to be in politics. And I said, well, no, I, I don't even know that I need to be in it now. I said, but you know, if, if you've been in business and you know you volunteer for the Boy Scouts uh, Christmas tree sale, then the next thing they ask is, you know, would you like to would you like to come down and 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 provide that that stewardship um, in a in a in a government way and so um so i was asked to come down and i said sure i'd be glad to come down um but we really want to get something done um, we want to do some quality systemic changes um i didn't i'm going to be 60 this year i, I didn't want to come down and, and 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 process things so um there's a difference between management and leadership and i think we can do both uh here at the same time but i really wanted to provide some leadership so one of those things um was comprehensive tax reform I'm one of four legislators, and there could be a bit of an issue. Well, you know, we've got 132 legislators down here. Uh, yeah, 132 uh, legislators down here, and uh, there's four of us that qualify for the CPA caucus. So <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. We were, we were in a meeting the <laughs> other day uh, in the governor's office, and we were referring to the CAFR, the Consolidated Annual Financial Report. Mm -hmm. It comes out annually. It's a big document, mm -hmm. and we're referring to the detail in that. And... Uh, uh, somebody said, well, yeah, but the problem, John, is the six people that actually read the CAFR are all in this room. So um, I do find it fascinating. I think there's an opportunity for us to provide comprehensive tax reform for the state of Wisconsin um, that we have never done before that would be analogous to what the state of uh, uh, North Carolina has gone through, what the state of Utah uh, is working on, some of the benefits in, in South Dakota. Uh, so there's a lot of neat things that we can cherry pick and implement into here, and I think the timing is absolutely right. Those leads might right next to my next question. Why now? Well, I, I think we had to triage the patient. I think the administration over the last eight years, and certainly precedes me, I've been in now, this will be my second term, so four years. So so they started really triaging the patient. I mean, before we took over, there were certain things that we had to take care of. And, and uh, my wife's a nurse, and uh, I was on the ski patrol, so I understand first aid. And, and the things that you have to do, and you need to stabilize the patient first. You got to stop the bleeding and, and make sure the airway's open, that the patient is breathing. And only once you get past that, can you start to tweak and fix things. And I think we'll see it. I think you guys did a report on the, the benefits between the, the 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 performance between the state of Wisconsin versus the state of Minnesota, mm -hmm. and and the two differences there. And it couldn't be more evident. Um, you'll see in the case of Minnesota where they might have had initially a faster start. But again, you, you know, you throw gas on a fire, something's going to happen. You're going to have a big push. So you can prime the pump and the economy doesn't really care. You could start living all like a millionaire tomorrow if you just maxed out your credit cards and took out a second mortgage. And it's going to look really cool for a short period of time. But at some point, you run out of steam. This administration took a different approach. And we said, well, we're going to look at systemic change. If you go back and let's say you study... Uh, um, President Coolidge, he talked about real change versus artificial change. And so we might all agree that we need a $15 a wage, uh, uh, that starting wage ought to be $15. But if you just artificially imply that, apply that to an economy, it just doesn't work. Right. And so what we've done oh, no. is uh, spilt my water. So what, <laughs> what we've done is... Uh, what, what we've done is uh, put in absolute controls that now you're starting to see that uh, t move substantially forward and you're seeing exponential growth as we move forward. So now that we've done all of those things, 
Now we can sit back and we can say, well, now what's next? Now what do we need to do with this patient? And what we need to do is to provide an underpinning of some systemic um, tax foundation that will provide the $36 billion or whatever it is that it takes to run the uh, state of Wisconsin for a given year. So I think the timing couldn't be better, Mm -hmm. and it's the next big thing. Wonderful. Um, so tell me about how you guys are doing this. I know that not, you know, of course, all of our listeners might not be familiar. You've split the committee up into a few different subcommittees where there's kind of focused work going on in, in each of those different committees, looking at different parts of our tax code. Tell me about that. Yeah. So I, I first want to thank the speaker for allowing us. So we sat down and we looked and we thought, well, what's the best mechanism to do that? And we thought, you know what, when we looked at how tax policy is generated in the state, um, that was the first thing we had to tweak. Mm-hmm. So ways and means in the state of Wisconsin. So, so typically in the, in the, in the federal uh, government, the, the Ways and Means Committee is charged with developing the ways and means of generating the revenue. Mm-hmm. So you're not, we, we don't take a budgetary uh, approach, a spending approach. I certainly have an opinion on spending. Um, but our purpose is to provide the revenue. If they need $36 billion, then here's the most efficient way to do it. You need $38 billion, here's the way to do it. You need mm-hmm. $42 billion. So whatever that number is, there's an efficient, effective, smart way of doing it, and there's a way of not doing that so well. And that's right. the difference between us, I think, and our Democratic colleagues. They just see money as money, and it's not true. It's where the money is coming from right. um, that makes all the difference in the world. So the first thing in that was to, to take over the Ways and Means Committee. And so the speakers allowed us to do that. We then started doing some due diligence. So uh, again, prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. And so the first thing we did is we started to diagnose, well, how does the system work now and what do we need to do? And we actually started this, Ola, uh, almost four years ago. Um, I had a conversation with Paul Ryan, was kind enough to help me out, when he was actually budget chair at the time. So think about how much water is under the bridge. Water, I didn't mean, see, that's funny, isn't it? So I just about (laughs) took out your panel with my glass of water yeah um so he was very kind and said yeah you just need to do it and so uh, we started to dig into it and we have such amazing our, our number one um superpower in the legislature is the power to convene if you're a business guy that understands, if you go to the, there's, there's an amazing depth of talent here in the state of Wisconsin. When you go to the Legislative Fiscal Bureau and you talk to Director Lang and you go, hi, what do you do? Well, we're 50, 60 analysts. Well, what do you analyze? Whatever you ask us to do, sir. We're going, really? I'll get back to you. And then you go to the Reference Bureau. What do you guys? Well, we're 50, 60 attorneys. What do you draw up papers on? Whatever you ask us to do. No yeah. kidding. I'm also vice chair of the audit committee. So we, we're charged with all the money coming in and all the money going out. So you sit down with uh, Mr. Christman and you say, hey, what do you guys do? Well, we're 50, 60 auditors. What do you audit? Whatever you ask us to do. And you're going, holy Mariah, that's an amazing thing. So if you're a guy like me that's used to orchestrating organizations, you sit there and you go, wow, what I can do with two other, with these two guys and these 180 other people yeah. is fascinating. So we've been able to really engage that team and uh, come up with some process. So you go to those guys and you start saying, well, you know, has anybody ever tried that? And, and, and they go, well, yeah, you know, I think Senator Leon, when he, was bud- when he was finance chair in 1997 under Tommy Thompson did that. And we're going, awesome. Is he still living? Yeah. So we track him down at his, we track him down at his winter home somewhere, you know, and he he was like, who are you? What? (laughs) And so we walked through his process and figured out why what he was trying to do didn't work. Right. 
Um, then we go, well, what about this? Has anybody ever done that? Yeah, I think um, Scott Jensen tried to do that when he was speaker in 2004. So we track, you know, okay, get, get former speaker Jensen in here. So we get him in here, we walk through, what were you thinking? And we pull all of the data, it's all still available. Hey, and we study it, these guys study it, we study it, and we go through it and we go, hey, uh, uh, Scott, what are you thinking? And so we start doing that analysis, and it's really fun because it, it's a massive um, organism. And um, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So the thing we started to find was is that nobody has had either the stamina or the intellectual ability um, to actually dig through and analyze the entire process. So you can't talk about sales tax unless you talk about use tax. And you can't talk about use tax unless you talk about income tax. And you can't talk about income tax unless you talk about personal property tax. And you can't talk about that unless you talk about excise taxes. And then you can't talk about that unless you talk about 911 fees. And, and right. you start getting into this entire process and everything is reacting to the other. And so that's why tax policy in the past, where we tweak one little input or output, has ridiculous ramifications through the entire system, and then we scratch our heads and wonder, well, why isn't this working? Right. So once we came through that process, then we started plugging in things and saying, well, if I was Alexander Hamilton at the beginning of this country, and I was setting up a, a, prep, a, a platform from scratch, what would that look like? Yeah. Um, I believe I've heard, I've heard you say that in a couple different ways before. You know, if we made our tax code on purpose, right. what would it be? You know, you always cite these fascinating examples that are kind of mind-boggling, like the number of different ways that we tax ice. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. And see, that's what it is. So, I, you know, we can sit and talk about inverted yield curves and price-earnings ratios, till the, but I'm, I don't think you'll have any listeners. Yeah, you know, so, so if you just say stuff like, if you say, well, you guys won't believe. I mean, everybody knows it's a problem, but they, they have a hard time articulating. And I said, right. let me help you with that. You know, yogurt is tax-exempt and raisins are tax-exempt, but yogurt-covered raisins are taxable. And honey is tax-exempt and roasted nuts are tax-exempt, but honey-roasted nuts are taxable. And we can't even agree what candy is because a Twix candy bar is tax-exempt, but M&Ms are taxable. It no, makes no sense. And then you're right. I always say, and the tip of the tax iceberg is literally ice. We have an entire page in the tax code on how to tax ice in the state of Wisconsin. It's, it's, uh, yeah. it's absolutely crazy. Bigger picture, what is something that you think Wisconsinites should know about our tax code here? You mentioned North Carolina, Utah as some some examples. I think it's good to kind of look to other states sometimes and, and see what they're doing and what's what's working. Um, what should Wisconsinites here know? I, I think we ha- I think the one thing is that everybody's uh, one person's tax break is another person's tax increase. The money has to come from somewhere. So um, it's fascinating to me the numbers are i think i'm using 2014 data in my head here now but um we had five billion dollars worth of sales tax revenue but six billion dollars worth of sales tax exemptions and so you look at some of this stuff and and it just makes no sense at all now one of the things you asked what what were some of the foundational things i sit on the executive council for the state and local tax uh tax uh, committee for uh national council of state legislators so we've been meeting um a couple times a year for the last three or four years and one of the things that we worked on was uh, how do you define what is an exemption i mean what's the economic reason that you'd want an exemption um and so um you know, if you're going to have a sales tax, South Carolina, for example, just sales taxes everything. So that's one thought. Um, 
and, and we even looked at that. Cuts out some complexity, sure. But... Right, yeah. So we looked at that and we thought, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, let's just zero this out and have no exemptions, and then yeah. you got to argue the ones you want back in. Right. And so we kind of went through that. There's a, there's a thing called the... Um, um, uh, sales and use tax exemption devices. It's a big book that lists rows and rows and rows of all of the exemptions. Sure. And so you start to go through them one by one. And we even created a spreadsheet that allows us to just drop and pull stuff in and play what if games on it. Um, and, and you have to dig into each and every one of right. those exemptions and find out, is that a good legitimate exemption? So, so in, in other words... How did it even get here? What was the reason it showed up here? You know, all And of is those it doing what things. we wanted it to do? Right. So if we said, well, we're going to exempt this because then we'll get more of that. Well, did we get more of that? Yeah. Well, if we didn't, then, it, then it's failed policy. So we, we literally um, have done an amazing amount of research on each and every item and we kind of came up with this is that um, from a purely economic standpoint we wouldn't want to tax manufacturing inputs so for because then you get taxes on taxes Mm -hmm. so we wouldn't want to do that so let's say for example you wouldn't tax um, the um, the screw and the nut and the washer and the and the piece you, you know individually you'd tax whatever it is you're making at the end um so that that would be a a taxable um, uh, event. Um, and then there's things, too, that will show up in there that are a little deceiving. So you'll see in there $68 million for real estate commissions as sales tax exempt. Well, the when you dig a little deeper into that, you realize, oh, but they are claiming that as income tax and paying income tax on that. So you go through all of those things one at a time, and then you run into stuff like, um, medical supplies. And you say, well, that is a, a final consumption. People are actually consuming that, but you probably don't want to um, um, tax that. It just doesn't, you know, there, 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 it doesn't look good. It, it's going to be kind of difficult, and I don't think you want to put any additional burden on people who are uh, ill. Uh, so, so we looked at some of those from a political standpoint and said, well, that just doesn't make sense to do that. And in the case of healthcare supplies, the state of Wisconsin is paying for half of it anyway. So we'd be taxing ourselves. So those are okay. some of the processes we're in the, we're in the process of going through and looking at each and every one and saying, well, you know, does that make some sense? So that was the first process that mm-hmm. we went through. Okay. Fascinating. Um, you know, there's been a lot of excitement around tax reform recently. I think uh, the, the federal bill, the federal now law, uh, kind of spurred a lot of that, a lot of these conversations. Of course, Assembly Republicans also put out their own plan last year, I believe, during the budget process that would get the state of Wisconsin on a uh, road to a 4% flat tax. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about that a little bit for us. Yeah. So once we did that and we sat and we took the anomalies out of the, in, out of the sales tax component and we go, well, look, now how would we shift that? Because the governor's been very, very adamant that he is not going to accept tax increases, that what we need to do is have this as a zero-based conversation, which is awesome because then it forces us to focus this just on pure economics. If you look at, and I want to make sure everybody understands this, the the state of Wisconsin is doing excruciatingly well. I mean, really, really well. And I can talk about all of that detail. I I, I almost have the CAFR memorized. (laughs) And I can almost tell you what page you'd find that information on. Um, But we can even do better. You know, what we're, we're doing that with the parking brake on. And if right. we were to release that, we would see that. And so, in other words, when you look at all of those revenue streams, on average, we're awesome compared to so many other states. 
but taken individually, we're not so awesome. So again, if you look at property tax and income tax, they they go zooming straight up, and and so we have to do a, a better job of that. So if we if we do an assessment of let's say the sales tax component, you do this on every single piece, then and then you um, replace those. So I think we can get to um, we can do what the federal government did, which is to double the standard deduction and and bring down rates. And I think you'll see um, the benefit to regular rank and file families is going to be absolutely stunning. And what you end up doing when you do that is you shift the burden from. The other thing that we want to look at is how do we handle this from local local government? Counties and cities are really the extension of our, our uh, government down here. And how can we help them do a better job of doing that? And um, there's some really neat benefits. And so we've been engaged deeply with the Towns Association, the League of Municipalities, and the Counties Association in what that might look like for them as far as general transportation aid, shared revenue, and 911 fees. So they're pretty excited about that. Great. What's something that has surprised you in this process? I'm going to tell you that it's been a surprise on the on the positive side. I have gone to, this is how I start the meeting, so I, I will go to virtually every organization, whether it's uh, League of Municipalities, Towns, Counties, um, um, Ag People, um, professional service fees comp- organizations, realtors, whoever it might be, and I say, what's your favorite exemption? And they go, well, we really like this exemption. I go, okay, cool, whatever that is, let's assume we get rid of that. And they look at me like, what kind of Who dumb politician <laughs> are you? Yeah, yeah, what kind of way to start a meeting is that? And I say, but what if we went to, what if we did this on corporate rates and this on, on personal rates? What if we were able to eliminate personal property tax in one fell swoop? And for individuals that are not businesses that don't pay this personal property tax, they have no idea how dumb and punitive that is. It right. is the dumbest tax the world has ever known. I mean, here at this table, you pay tax on this table and that chair and that lamp and that fake ficus over there. <laughs> and so, you know, it's like if, if, and there was a time, by the way, that, that individual citizens had to do that. They had to pay tax on their sofa and their chair and their end tables. Really? Oh, yeah. It, it was across the board. And we quickly realized, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. People balk like all heck. But you still have businesses doing that. Mm-hmm. And it never goes away, by the way. Even if they depreciate the, you know, a radio or a, a, a tractor down to zero, there's still a residual value that they're continuing to fill out that paperwork and, and put that in there. Now, the problem is it's about $300 million. And all of that goes to local municipalities. We don't collect that. That does not come down to Madison. That goes to, this, to the counties. So um, we have to be very careful. We wouldn't want to um, just make that go away without replacing it with something because then the counties wouldn't have the revenue that they need. So no county that I've ever talked to likes the personal property tax. They all know it's it's difficult to implement. It's a cheaters and a liars tax because, you know, it's kind of done on a... a, you know, an honorary basis. And so it's just not fair. It's not easy. It's complicated. It's just very obtuse. And so um, no county likes it, but they go, great, but how do we, how do we fix the revenue piece though? So I think we, I think we're working on an answer for that. Um, I'm not sure if that was your question. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Um, What can, what can we look for next? What can the public expect to see out of this project? So, um, it's been a fun, fun journey. We have to do, uh, you know, the sh- 
So, so again, you hit the nail right on the head. I think it's extremely crucial that we do it now. There was an article that was in The Hill just recently talking about the importance of, of, of state reform. Wisconsin is way ahead of the game. We are one of a few states. Representative Dale Coinga and I um, uh, and uh, Terry Kotzma wanted to make sure that the federal bill that recently came out was reconciled against the state, and mm-hmm. we did most all of it. Most all of that was reconciled already. Few states have even done it. The last meeting I was at with the NCSL folks nationally were talking about how you would want to start talking about doing that. And I'm going, and You guys what? are over we here like did done it. and done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A few of us have already actually done that. Yeah. So um, building on that, the need to build on that is absolutely um, critical. And so I think the timing is right on that. So um, I'm meeting with Representative Koyinga here in an hour. Um, we met with uh, the uh, governor's uh, new chief of staff, uh, Eric, uh, yesterday. Um, I was in Nashville and uh, for uh, some personal business and popped in and had a nice uh, coffee with Art Laffer once again. And so they're on, on, on target with it. Um, so we're moving in the right direction of, of saying, hey, what does this look like? How is this going to affect it? And it's our hope, to answer your question directly, that we will have a completed comprehensive package sometime after Thanksgiving that will be the foundation for the budget that we'll be implementing next year. Fantastic. Just to wrap things up here, thank you so much for joining us. Anything else important that you want the people uh, listening to this, the people of Wisconsin, to, to know about tax reform in Wisconsin. Yeah, I want to drive everybody. One of the other things we've done with our Ways and Means Committee is you hit the nail on the head. We've expanded it to 16 people, put in a subcommittee structure, and we've established our own website. So um, it's uh, uh, w- yeah, wiwaysandmeans.com. So wiwaysandmeans.com, and we ask everybody to go there and weigh in. Whatever your issues are, if you're a single mom, I want to know what 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 taxes you like, don't like, what you need what you need us to do. What does smart tax reform look like to you? If you're a farmer, I want to know that. If you're a manufacturer, I want to know that. Um, if you're a young couple, I want to know that. So I really would encourage everybody to to drive them to that website and engage in the process because I think it's going to be pretty fun. Wonderful, Representative John Mako, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Ola. 